All right, anyway, let's, uh, let's get into what we've been talking about um, for the last couple of weeks, neglected righteousness. And uh, we, uh, just a tiny, slight review, uh, we talked about righteousness as being loyalty to innocence, loyalty to innocence. Is that that? What's up, Reverend? How you doing, Pastor? Good to see you. Yeah. Pastor Lewis Sr. is here today. Yeah. I'm saying that for y'all and the people out there at TV land. Just, you know, fellow Newark, New Jersey brother came out. Um, Lewis's dad. All right, so we said righteousness is a loyalty to innocence, a loyalty to truth, loyalty to honesty, loyalty to mercy, right? And then we said neglect is abandonment or without consideration. So I'm not even considering. It's not a thought. Um, you know, so as we navigate life, you, I think quite a few of us have been in situations where um, either we've been inconsiderate or we haven't been considered. <laughs> you know, like wasn't even thought of, you know. And so we were talking about in Master Life Discipleship class this morning about priorities and how Christ should be our priority. And so when it, so when it comes to anything, when the scripture says, hate your mother, father, sister, brother, and, and for, for, for God, it's not talking about hate in a, in a normal isolated vacuum by itself. It's saying in comparison to our love for God and our priority of Christ, it looks like hate. You see what I'm saying? Like uh, whatever our desires is, looks like hate when Christ shows up, when purpose, when Christ's design and purpose shows up. And so same thing here, like if, 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 if God or Christ or righteousness is not a priority, it can easily be neglected. It could be without consideration, right? <laughs> right, without consideration. And so uh, we went to a scripture, and we'll go to it here before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, Psalm 35. Psalm 35. How's everybody doing this morning? Ready for fast week? Hey, come out and support your brothers and sisters this week, every night. All right, um, every night. So you ain't, well, that's your fault because you didn't say nothing to me. So you're going to have to show up at the day that I give you. All right, cool. (laughs) That's fine with me. I got it. (laughs) What? What are you trying to say? Anyway, all right, all right. So, uh, and Gerard, I might, uh, we'll talk. All right, we'll talk. Been thinking about you all week, man. All right, so anyways, Psalm 35, 27 says, I'm sorry, y'all. Fast week is where we try to tell people to be prepared because you never know when you could be called on. You know, the Holy Spirit could just pick you out of, you know, out of a hat. All right, so uh, Psalm 35, 27 says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor, favor uh, my righteous cause. Yeah, let them shout, say continually that the Lord be magnified who, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And so, so, we, so it says favor my righteous cause, delight in, have pleasure in my righteous cause. And remember we had talked about that, you know, we've come through a, or we're getting through or finishing out just the transition of a lot of causes, 
Um, but I hadn't heard no one highlight righteousness as a cause at all. You know, I haven't seen, you know, there's a lot of support for a lot of things, but I haven't seen people go out their way, risk their jobs for righteousness. You know, but this is the cause that God favors, right? And he, he, he's excited when righteousness is a, a cause that we focus on, right? And so I was talking to the Lord, and I was just talking to the Lord uh, as I was been growing. You know, I remember I was at a certain place where I realized the value of living right and how that had to be my default more than just kind of a check off of I'm positive with God and I go to church. You know, so if I look on the scale of my life when I first committed to the kingdom, if I'm going to talk about God, I'm not, I'm going to be positive, but I spent most of my life in everything else and I visited God. And so I saw things shifting and the Lord said, Keith, with all due respect, you know, you keep, you keep neglecting me uh, because of how you feel in whatever given moment. He said, Keith, who cares how you feel? He says, you should be decreasing and dying daily. It doesn't really make a difference how you feel. You had your turn at uh, living a life based on how you felt. I mean, you've been on this long, long, long dragged out vacation for most of your life. So you can't come to the kingdom and be looking for vacation. So if we were working at a job and you have a certain amount of vacation time, let's say you had three weeks. And throughout the course of the year, the first part of the year, for whatever case, you use all three weeks. But then you get to the end of the year and you're tired, worn out, and you say to yourself, I need a vacation. But guess what? If you decide to go on that vacation, it's at your cost, right? Because you've used up what? Your allotted vacation time. Well, in a lot of our lives, we've used up our vacation time. And so sometimes we may feel like taking a vacation from the kingdom, but guess what? It will be at a cost. <laughs> right, because we've already had plenty of vacation. And more, it was more than just a couple of weeks, right? And so, so the Lord told me, he says, Keith, is about dying daily. Then he, he broke this down to me. Uh, Matthew 20, 23, 26, I'll just reference it right now. It says, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish so that the outside of it may be clean also. So he says, okay, now you're going to live for me. So the first thing we have to do is we got to start cleaning you up. Uh, we have a message that we've been teaching on Wednesday, inside out, right? So we got to start from the inside out. And, and, and the interesting thing is some of us did what I did. At first, when I came to the kingdom, I just started polishing the outside, you know, to make the outside look good. I, you, know, you see me on the outside, he looked like he, he might be different. But if you squeeze me and you put me under too much pressure, probably a curse word or something come out. Like, like, like it would be like, ah, oh, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't polished, man. <laughs> oh, where that come from? You know, you catch me at the wrong time. You know, I'm an athlete. I play ball. You, you, you clip me the wrong way and be like, man, remember last week he was talking about he a Christian? You know, so, so, so the inside wasn't really, it hadn't totally taken yet. You know, it hadn't totally taken. You know, because just because I gave my life to Christ, I wasn't going to walk on water that day, Right? And so what I did was I embraced the opportunity for old things to be passed away and all things to become new. But, but I didn't know that at first. I figured, you know, he's, you know, James, 
give your life to Christ. You're like, you know, like you just figure, I'm new, right? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just like Jesus, right? No. <laughs> right? And then you start going through stuff and you realize, okay, something, <laughs> is there something else to this? Is there something missing? You know, and of course we're learning this in discipleship, right? And so <laughs> I had to get beyond just like, uh, you know, you know, I think I was living my life like you, like like waxing your car every day, but never changing the oil. So eventually, I'm not gonna be able to drive the car that's looking all shiny, because right? it's gonna break down, right? And I think I was living my life like that. I was polishing the outside, but I really wasn't working on what was gonna change the inside, right? And eventually, I broke down, right? Y'all think I'm talking about me, don't you? <laughs> Right, so, so, so living holy or, or, or righteous, it's an ongoing process. Uh, it requires, just like changing oil, it requires a regular change in our behavior and our thinking. A regular change. So, like, so you don't, you got to watch trying to master this thing where I'm good. Yeah, I'm a pastor. So I spend a lot of time in the Word, a lot of time studying. So I got to watch thinking, oh, tch, what? What scripture? What scripture you want? Where, where, you, where you know? Oh, man, I've been, I, I went through this class. I went through that class. I went through this training, that training. I had this experience. I developed this, put this together. Oh, I spoke in front of these thousands. Oh, had the Lord used me to, uh, for this person to be healed. I, listen, I gotta, you got to watch that as we were talking about yesterday when Jamal was talking, you forgetting the things that are behind you and pressing toward the mark of the prize. Right, right. I have to even forget those accolades because I have to always embrace the newness of God daily. Right. See, I have to die daily and be new and be more new in Christ daily. More. I have to decrease so he can increase. Right. Right. I, we have to do this. Right. And so I got to keep changing my behavior and thinking. So we talked about this, uh, how when you first come to the kingdom, the Bible says, uh, be not conformed to the world. So I'm shifting my conformity, and I'm embracing transformity. There's such a word, but be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. So, so immediately, I have to change the way I think, a paradigm shift. Now, when I first start renewing my mind, my mind, uh, that's my conscious. That's uh, where I mentally assent, agree to change. When I walk down to the altar, uh, you know, after I was sitting there all that time in the chair, no, I was probably way back there, but I'm not going to go way back there now. But I was sitting back there in the chair, and, you know, and the guy's giving the altar call. I'm, I'm rocking a little bit. You know how you be rocking because, you know, you know, I'm like, oh, Lord, it's that part, you know, the part where you got to give your life, you know. And, but, but I wanted to get up, right, on the inside. But since I had layered so much of my flesh in my life, it was holding me there. Or is it like I was, it's like, I, you know, it was like on the inside I want to do something, but I have no control. So I was sitting there as if somebody wrapped me in like, you know how you wrap a mummy up? Like I'm like a wrapped up mummy, mummy sitting in the chair. Help me. Help me. Somebody help me, please. Right? That's, that's kind of how I was rolling, right? But this one day, for whatever reason, I might have spent a little extra time with the word that week. I broke through. And came up to the altar. Woo! I, when I got to the altar, just being at the altar was a relief. Mm-hmm. Just, just getting there. Right. I ain't even go through no confession. I was just like, look, just the fact that I got out the chair 
and took the walk, and I came to the altar. And so this is a good thing, right? I'm accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, right? Yeah, I'm saved. I'm on the team, right? So I'm feeling good about that, but it wasn't over. See, see, that's the thing. It wasn't over. It was now I agreed to change. I agreed to, so, so now I'm going to start the process of renewing my mind. I agree to change my mind. But you know your life don't change just because you went to the altar and you, you agree to change? Amen. There's some stuff you're going to hear today. You're like, you know what? I need to stop that. You're not lying. You need to stop that. <laughs> right? But you're not lying. You want to stop it. But you know you're not just going to stop it just because you agree to stop it? All right, okay, so some, some of y'all have gone to the doctor and, and they said, hey, you have high blood pressure, right? And they said, you have to change your diet, right? And when you saw the numbers, you was like, I changed my diet. I got to cut out that. But when they first told you what you had to cut out, some of the things you had to cut out, you like. Like, you like that bacon. And you like them burgers, right? You right? And so you, when you heard it, something inside was like, man, you got to be crazy, man. But when you saw the numbers and you know how you felt, especially when you start getting that throbbing in your head, you was like, man, I'm going to have to cut out the burgers and bacon. So what did you do at that point? I agree to cut out the burgers and bacon. Do you know somebody, people left the hospital, went right to the restaurant and got a burger? That wasn't because, see, you lied. You said you didn't want to have burgers. No, you didn't lie. It's just it ain't going to... Your default doesn't change because you're in a hospital and you agree to have no burgers. You got to actually start the process of, so I agree, and I got to meditate on it day and night. It's something I have to do. Remember, it's a, a, how can I say? It starts as a press at first, right? Right, Then, then it becomes a passion, then it becomes a pleasure. But it starts as I'm, I'm, ah, man. You go to the restaurant and be like, ah, oh, man, the burgers look juicy. Because, you know, they got, you know, the ones on the, the, the uh, kiosk look a lot better than the ones you're going to get. But, but <laughs> uh, you know, the, the burger lady over here be like, ah, oh, baby, baby, that's juicy. You know, don't be in a restaurant and somebody walk by with a burger. See, like, babe, 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 that burger right there. Uh, right? So what happens? So now we have to. We have to, we have, we're trying to change now, not just what we agree to, our default, what we do without thinking about it. So that's our subconscious. So that's Ephesians, Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by renewing of your mind, your conscience level. But Romans, I mean, Ephesians 4, 4, 23 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, your subconscious, what you do without thinking about it, right? So if you meditate on something long enough, it actually it actually builds up, even um, uh, if, you, if you naturally, you know, I kind of studied all this stuff out years ago, but it'll, it'll fill up your subconscious and it'll go down one of those lobules and push into your, um, it fills up your conscious, it'll push into your subconscious and now it's your default, like riding a bike. You practice it, practice it, practice it, now you can ride a bike without thinking about it. We never have to... You know, just hope we're going to stay. We just get on the bike now, right? And so, you know, let's say eating the wrong things for some people is like getting on a bike. You don't have to think about it. You just eat the wrong things. 
Some, some people cursing us like that, right? I thought I was going to get some amens on that. No, no. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like, cursing is like riding a bike. Right? And so we're trying to change our self, complaining. You know, some people, worst case scenarios and negativity is like riding a bike. So we're trying to change that and, and flush that out and replace that with righteousness. So let's look here at 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1. And we'll start here, we'll just read here verse, well, we're supposed to read verse 15, but we're going to start at verse 13 because I just like, uh, it ties into what we just said. It says, wherefore, gird up your loins, gird up the loins of your mind, look, so, 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 so get, get deep into your mind. It says, be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Look, as obedient children, look, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, in your neglect. This is the the old life. Don't fashion ourselves or conform to this, right? Verse 15, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy, look. In all manner of conversation, uh, that word conversation there is all manner of living, right? All manner of living, right? So, so uh, uh, the New American Standard says, be like the Holy One who called you. Uh, it says, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Right, so this is our target, right? Our target. Now, now, why aren't we holy? Like, why aren't we holy? Not necessarily in all cases because we don't want to be holy, right? In the, a lot of cases, we dismiss the standard of holiness as soon as it's presented to us. So he says, I have to, I have to man, can't nobody be holy. So now I no longer have to even play off of that. I don't have it holding me accountable or like we'll say putting pressure on me, right? Because I've already dismissed it. You know, like if I come up to you and say, man, you know, I'm lazy. Well, what do I just do? Now, you're not, you have no expectations of me. And if you do, I'm going to say what? Well, I told you I was lazy. What? (laughs) Would you expect me to do that and follow through? Man, please. (laughs) Right? And so it's the same thing. If I say, man, uh, you know I'm ungodly. (laughs) But you're like, if if, if something happens, I'm going to, I never told you I was holy. But if I say, listen. My goal in this life is to be holy as he's holy. And that, now you can hold me to something now. But holding it, me to it is not putting me down, judging me. What it is, is it's helping me to develop the habit. Take players out to shoot, and I show them Tony, Tony Elbow reaching the net, right? Show them how to shoot. All right, so when I'm showing them how to shoot, they're going to slip into a bad habit. So when my, me and my grandson out, I go... When he misses a shot, I go, elbow out. Yeah, elbow is out. So I have, he has a system. He understands uh, if, if, if your elbow is out and you shoot, that, that's going to have the shot go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if your hand's straight up but you don't follow through, that's, the shot may go up, but it's not going to get there. Right? If you go like this, the shot may hit the back rim. But if you reach 
two fingers in a hole, you'll snap the net. So every time, I see you over there, Steph. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so every time he misses a shot, I, I want him thinking, like, so I tell him, leave, uh, leave your hand up until the shot goes in. So, so then he'll miss the shot, and I go, where your hands at? And his hands will be to his side. But I'm not, he's not going, man, why you keep getting up? What he's saying is, you're helping me to, until I get the habit down, till it's a default for me. And that's all we're doing as a Christian. That's a negative confession. You probably don't want to say that. You're snared by the words of your mouth. Oh, what you trying to say? I'm saying that if you keep saying that, you're going to be snared by it. That's what I'm saying. Well, what are you, why are you trying? No, I'm saying if you keep saying that, you'll be snared by it. It's no different than me correcting somebody's shot. And to, I'm assisting them. I'm serving them because they may not see their habits. My, my, my grandson doesn't realize when his elbow's out and it's not in. So we got a new drill that was customized for him when you take the shot. Rub your elbow against your side. <laughs> so now you know your elbow's in because you just touched your side, right? So my son went and bent his knees, so the Holy Spirit gave us a drill where I would roll the ball to him. He had to go down and pick it up. So we came up with a drill, touch the floor before you shoot, he bends his knees. But at no time was any of those things, man, you don't need not to bend your knees. Man, get up off this court. Man, what's your elbow doing out? Look, it look like some type of fool out here. No! It was, hey, your elbow's still out. Hey, your elbow's still out. It's no different than your thermostat. It's just letting you know what the actual temperature really is. Not what you think it is, not what you feel like it is. Right? So that's all it is. We're, we're making it complicated and we're cheating ourselves from the opportunity to elevate ourselves into a place where we really can be fulfilled. All because we're excusing God's system or his, his way of operating for us, renewing our mind and being transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's not putting us down. It's like, first of all, if we're honest, our minds have jacked up our lives. If we're honest. Now, we may package it different. So a lot of times we may package what happened. Well, see, you know, what happened was, see, if they hadn't have done such and such, and I think I heard you say this yesterday, uh, well, I'm going to say Joe because it was a bad thing. You put it out there, so you're being transparent, right? So Joe was talking yesterday, and he was saying how, you know, he, at first when he was looking back at his past relationships, he was like, man, I can't believe they did that, and they did that. So you tell the story as to this fool negatively affected my life. But then he says as he grew, he realized his part. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like uh, that fool plus me. Negative effect in my life. And then Ms. Lamar was saying how you, you know, you, he says, he says as, a, as he's going, he realized, man, we, some of the, 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 the realities of our life are skewed. He says, so he thought he, uh, I think, graduated. My great-grandma. You thought she died when you graduated high school. You thought it was in middle school, but it was actually wasn't when he was in high school. He was like, how did I get that wrong? <laughs> But sometimes the trauma or the effect of it clouds the diversion. For years, I was talking about when I was called to ministry, and I thought it was after I was already ordained, not ordained when I first started youth ministry, because that's the first time I ministered in my life. And years later, I looked at my journal. The Lord had told me in the journal in 1994, I was called the pastor. 
That was way before I even started youth ministry. I was like, how did I get that wrong? You know, I was, it was just in a blind spot. But, but they were talking about, you know, just embracing the reality. So if we embrace the reality, yes, the devil has attacked our life. Agreed. Yes, people have done us wrong. Agreed. But most of our life has been funky because of our choices. We had to choose to be in the proximity of the person that talked crazy. And I guarantee the Holy Spirit was like, don't go. No, don't go there. I guarantee he told you that. I guarantee. I, I know this for a fact. But, but again, the Holy Spirit was without consideration. He's being neglected. He wasn't even being hurt. He's not even a consideration. There's one thing like what I did when I was traveling with this, uh, uh, this, this semi-pro team was traveling. As soon as I stepped on the property, the Holy Spirit was telling me don't go. But, you know, I was just, you want to play basketball, stuff like that. I went anyway. I, over, I hit the override button. <laughs> right? I was like, that couldn't have been the Holy Spirit. No way. <laughs> right? So that's one thing to override it. It's even worse if we're not even, he don't even get to get neglected. I mean, override it. You ain't considering them at all. And that's how we get into certain situations. So God is saying, hey, hey, I, it ain't enough if I, if, I, if I change you agree to want to be different. You agree that I should be Lord in your life. You agree that I exist. That ain't enough. I have to be your default. Living a life in harmony and holiness with me has to be your default. Now, that's going to take some, some, some meditating day and night. That's going to take some pride. You have to change some music. You got to change some associations. You got to change what you watch. My wife said, what you say? Somebody else thought that, but they didn't say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, change, oh, she said, change what you say. I'm sorry. My bad, sweetheart. All right, so, 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 <laughs> she said, I'll take it. All right, so with this in mind, the primary purpose of, of, of God's discipline is not to correct or change our spirit or our identity in him, um, because our spirit and our identity in him, when we first come to Christ, that spirit dwelling in us, for, for, for the most part, it's perfect, but rather our thinking and behavior because they are imperfect. See, so, so it's, it's not enough that I come to the altar, accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in, indwells me, regenerates my spirit. It's not enough. See, it's not enough because if my thinking and behavior is off, I'm, now I have access to Christ, right? I have an opportunity to live for Christ, but my thinking and behavior is in harmony with the world. So, so, so all I did was I was just living wild. Now I'm carnal-minded. I'm fleshly-minded. So remember, uh, we gave you this example uh, uh, in Master Life Discipleship class, uh, Discipleship Personality, our second book. And we talked, uh, talked over the, we got the natural person, we gave you a diagram for the natural person. Then you got the, uh, the worldly Christian, and you have the spiritual Christian. So in the diagram for the natural person, we had this circle, we had the mind, mind will, and emotions that had... Had the, you had your feelings and stuff like that. But then there was this door open at the bottom, and that was for the flesh and, and Satan access in the flesh. The top door was your access to God. It was closed. So that's an example of the natural person. I think they put it up here on the screen. I don't know if y'all going to see it 
uh, online, but but so 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 that's the natural person. So when we come to the kingdom, the the door is wide open for the flesh and closed to God, right? So then in the diagram, uh, the second diagram was the worldly Christian. The door was open to God. But the door was still open to the world, still open to the flesh. So now that person is carnal-minded, fleshly-minded, right? Right? So, so, so you have, okay, we going to, y'all got it? All right, so that's the worldly Christian. Well, put the, uh, the natural, you had a natural person? Okay, so, so in the natural person, see, the door is open to the flesh. That's Satan, door is open to the flesh. And up there, the door is closed to God, right? And then switch over to the worldly person. Am I messing you up by being over here? Okay. All right, so here, look, the door is open to the flesh, but it's also open to the spirit. So it's the worldly Christian because, again, now you're, you, you're, you're trying to access the life with God, but you're letting it be uh, contaminated by the flesh. So, so you're worldly or carnal-minded. And then switch to the spiritual Christian. So, so if you notice in the spiritual Christian diagram, the, uh, the door is closed to the flesh, and it wasn't just closed. Right? Did you see that word across there? Crucified. Crucified the flesh. It wasn't enough to close the door because the flesh might pick the lock or find the way out. We need to crucify the flesh, right? Right? That is a Romans 6, right? And then, but look, the door is open to the spirit, right? Right, because the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak, Matthew 26, 41. And so, 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 so again, in this transition, even as a natural person, we, mean, you know, we may mean well, but, but the wages of sin is death. We're separate from God. We, we done. Then we cross over and we accept God, but we still want to live in the world. Right? You're a decision away from going crazy, right? So we got to, if, if we're going to embrace this life, we got to go all in. Like we said, you know, like, why would God have a new creature that's not righteous? I mean, you, can, you don't have to accept Jesus to be unrighteous, right? Why accept Jesus <laughs> and still try to pull from the world? Uh, think about it. No, seriously, seriously. It's not me being facetious or cracking no joke or nothing. Think about it for a second. Why? See, sometimes we got to stop. And, and uh, Pastor Mel always says this, think about what we're thinking about. Like, why? Why do we get up every day and try to figure out what we can uh, add to our Christian life from the world or what we can hold on to from the, from the world? Now, just, just think about it. When I say, just, just think about why. And, there's a, and I understand there's a part of us that don't, don't, don't understand the realities of what we're forfeiting, right? But if we understood the realities of what we're forfeiting, we would never keep thinking we need to. Like, you don't got to listen to that music. You choose to. And this is not me putting nobody down. This is just the, the, the I don't know why I keep taking these off. Uh, this is just the reality of life. I, I, I went through that. And I, w- I would think... I don't know about you guys was in my situation. I was just talking to somebody from, from college, and, you know, everybody saw I had this 200-watt system. I kept it on 10, and I went to sleep with that, with the headphones on every night. And, 
And I always had albums everywhere. I, when I talked to somebody on the phone, I'd be like, oh, listen to this. You know, I was, <laughs> I was a clown. But I always had music, 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 music. So I couldn't possibly fathom living a life separate from my music. Right? And, and, and I watch. We talked about yesterday, uh, Jamal, you talked about it. Uh, old things are passed away. Why do we not pass away all the things? Why do we decide, oh, no, 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 you got to be crazy, man. I can't give that up. See, when I first came to the kingdom, remember I told y'all the story. I gave up, took all my albums, and I gave them to my brother. Took them to my brother's house. Said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to live different, right? But I, had, I used to make tapes for people. Yeah, I know I'm older, y'all. So just don't crack no jokes. One no CDs then. So I used to make, so I would mix tapes. And so I, I had mixed the tape with all inspirational, positive music, <laughs> right? And then I mixed a, a tape, I call it, I guess, a love tape, you know, with the, uh, I, I just put it like, you know, Luther and people like that on it. And then I forgot another tape I mixed. So I held on to the tapes. I just gave away the music. And so I'm driving around and the Lord's like, what you doing? Because I, I kept snapping. Like, I was never, I, I was calm, cool, and collected under pressure. But I kept snapping, like, just snapping, snapping. Like, and I was like, what's wrong with me? He said, you keep feeding that flesh. I said, no, Lord, I don't, I don't do that stuff no more. He said, what's that right there? And what I called inspiration, I'm not going to say the group right now, but it was a particular group, and, and they studied all types of sciences, mysticism, and world religions. But anyway, so I was listening to this song. And they were talking about God. The whole time I thought it was a, God, a, a, a gospel type song. No, no, no. They were talking about a sun God. I never really listened. I just heard the word God. So this is okay. I, I keep this, right? It said God, right? I can keep this, right? No, they weren't talking about God. They were talking about a sun God. Then I realized we stu- I'm telling y'all the group. But we studied all types of sciences, mysticisms, and world religions. So they expose themselves to everything, even the stuff that is not godly. I know this because they actually represented it. But if you, if you don't know, you ain't paying attention. And you're just kind of soaking this stuff up. I took that tape that day because I had the whole tape was that particular group. Just all their inspiration. I threw it out the Because I had a decision to make. I'm not just the only one. So you don't have to keep battling me on uh, music and drinking and, 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 and I'm, ha- I'm not having intercourse with someone. You don't have to keep doing all that with me because you have choice. But you have to ask yourself, why do you want to keep holding on to this stuff? And, and is it more of a priority than God? And could you be missing something? Hey, hey you're missing something. <laughs> right, we're about to have a teaching on. I'm not going to tell you. I just wait till we have it. All right, so, so we can't live, we cannot live and walk in holiness in our own power. You know, holy living is a result of partnering and yielding the desires and power, uh, uh, yielding to the de- desires and power of the Spirit. John 15, 5. It says, apart from him, we can do nothing. You know, the scripture says he'll call you and we'll also do it. In Thessalonians, 
You know, in Philippians it says, he'll work in you to will him to do his good pleasure. We just have to yield. But we're not going to yield to God if we yield into the world. You're just not. It's not. See, see again, here we go. Uh, you know, I don't know. But here we go. We're going to start flipping that. Here you go. Here you go wanting the fulfillment but fighting the solution. So, so we, I'm flipping that. So you get mad if you want to. If, if, if I so much as get a hint, uh, here we go again. No, here you go again. <laughs> you want the benefits. You want the blessings. But you don't want to embrace the process and the discipline. See, in the scriptures, they that are after the flesh, mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. We call your mind is death. To be spiritually mind is life and peace. Romans 8, 5 through 8, right? To be fleshly minded is death. It's, it's not, see, see, you can say, why would God cause me uh, to die or even to spiritually die because I made one little mistake? No, you chose it. He didn't cause nothing. He making you aware. If I tell you right now, if you, if you go out that door right now, Patanza, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I was just joking. I was joking. I was joking. Go ahead. I was playing. All right. But if I say if you go out that door right now, on the other side of that door is a, a, a pit, and you're going to go in the pit. Now, you can go to this door or this door, and you decide, well, this is my favorite door. I've been going out this door for a long I'm used to going out the door. You go out the door, you fall into a pit. Then you come at, you come at me and be like, so I don't understand. What kind of guy would allow me to fall in the pit? What kind of person would make a choice to go into, and somebody already told him what's going to happen? God has been forewarning us. We do the opposite and go, well, you know, hey, nobody's perfect. He, he should understand. You don't even understand. You don't care about yourself, but you want people to have more, more invest more in your life than you're willing to invest. That's not fair. And, and again, it's not, it doesn't mean that somebody should uh, excoriate you or you wretched, no good person. But I tell you this, my thought is you made the choice that you want to make. You should be happy. Why, why are you making choices saying you should have stopped me? I'm, you know, I just, I, I'm only saying these things because sometimes we have to think through how we think. That's all. Right? That's all. <laughs> and, and the thought could be we talk about holiness too much. You know, that could be the thought. You come to church, hey, here we go. Be holy. Be perfect as I am perfect. Uh, live righteous. Uh, meditate on the word day and night. You know, cut this out, cut this out. But, but the interesting thing is that only seems to be the standard for the kingdom of God or church. Because some of us sitting in this room... We talk about a whole lot too much. I mean, don't take my word for it. Uh, at, at, uh, wives, ask your husbands. Ask them. Ask your boyfriend, ask your girlfriend, ask your friend. We, we, we repeatedly talk about things over and over and over. It's only in the kingdom if you hear something over. Oh, no, no, no. I can only hear that one time. Parents, ask your children how many things you repeat over and over and over. But imagine if your kid go, no, 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 listen. 
You told me to take out the garbage. That's enough. I don't need to hear no more. I don't want to hear that out your mouth again. How's that going to go? Local parent uh, <laughs> arrested for beating their child senseless, <laughs> right? But God, the, the interesting thing is, and we spend, uh, we spend time over and over. As they were talking uh, yesterday about just putting things behind you, I think about how a lot of our lives, we're trying to go backwards. You know, we're trying to, oh, 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 that's my song. That's my song, man. That's my, like, we're constantly trying to look back, trying to go backwards. You know, kind, trying, you know, trying, you remember back when uh, 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 me and uh, uh, Kelly was talking yesterday, and uh, Carmen's in town from overseas, so they was going to play ball. And so they were talking about we used to play at Charlotte United when they were still living out here. And uh, so, so e- even me, as we was having a conversation, so, you know, Karen Young, he'd be talking trash. So, so I said, so, so Karen, do you remember that day when y'all thought y'all was going to take us out and, and we just destroyed y'all? He was like, yeah, but you was, you was stronger. You was being physical. I said, we can't win the game without making shots. Did you forget about that part? But look, I'm still talking about what? Something that happened years ago. First of all, I ain't getting nothing for winning that game. I'm not, going, I'm not getting closer to God for winning that game. Winning those games, Kyron, if you're watching. <laughs> the back, the back, the back. No, <laughs> but I was just thinking, <laughs> you know I'm playing, right? I, but I was thinking through how we, uh, we're always trying to look for something back there. Even the stuff that we call new, like because you young people, yeah, yeah, this, this new flavor. Listen, right now y'all wearing the stuff I wore in the 70s, so I don't know what y'all think is new. Am I lying? Like, I, literally, like you're wearing the same gear, like, you know. My wife said we could have kept our stuff. <laughs> Vintage, right? right? But what I'm saying is like, all I'm saying is like, God, God says I'm, 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 I'm trying to uh, create some new things in your life. Not stuff that he hadn't already created because he says it's finished, but he wants us to discover some things that haven't been discovered yet. But we're trying to uh, look behind. We're trying to go back and look behind. See, this righteousness puts us in right standing with God, puts us in position to actually experience the fulfillment that our bodies are belonging for. Our whole being is thirsting for it, even when our mind is not on the right page. That's why sometimes on the outside we, 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 we laughing and joking and playing around, but on the inside we feel empty because on our, our inside is thirsting for fulfillment, which is attached to God's design purpose, not just the successes that other people give us props for. You ever did something and worked hard at it and got props for it and was sitting there the whole time and you didn't tell nobody else, and you're like, I just thought this would have a little more pop. I know people want Super Bowls I talk to. They're like, I just thought, I said, is it what you thought it would be? It was like, uh, nah, it's not. I just thought it would be more exhilarating. But it's just, it's, it's not. And the, even the people around me, I thought we, we would be happy, but this person's mad at this person, this person's mad at that person. See, so God has given us some advanced, advanced information, you know, to, to try to get us uh, in harmony back with his righteousness. Um, the vision for this year was full circle, you know, completing some things. 
uh, we started off the year with that. Uh, then when we taught, we had a relationship boot camp. Try to like get all that stuff out of the way that's stopping us from harmonizing together in all our relationships. Then of course we have fast week, quarterly for a reason, to to recount, reset ourselves back with God. Guess what? This year we talked about being content in God. You realize that? We talked about being content to God. Uh, God's given word, right? Right? Mask off, right? Taking the, 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 the mask off the front. We talked about chiseled image, right? Uncommon power. Wisdom from there. Faithful few. A money point of view. Inside out. All these things is God is layering and layering and layering, trying to get us to see, I have all you need. I have all you need. And so you ever, you know, and, and some of us are older, we do this. So you ever realize that? You realize, I think God has all I need, right? But then you get pulled into something you used to do. And there's something in you that takes you back doing what you did before, knowing the whole time is not good for you. You know, like the whole time is pulling you, and you already know the results there. What we rarely have the results of is all in with God. Even though he says, love me with all your heart, soul, and mind. But we rarely experience those results. And I, I, I think we should just try it. Look, so this is June. You could try it to December. And you can start your new year off, if you want, without God. I know somebody's going to cut that sound by and go, local pastor says you can start your year off without God. Listen to what I just said. I said the next six months, even though it may be excruciating, why don't you try to be all in with God? See, look, look, I'm going to take six months. Now, we're older. Well, we ain't going to take six months. We already know to be all in with God, Right? But some of y'all at the age where you say, I can take six months. Be all See if it takes. If it doesn't, if I don't get, if this is not the better life to live, okay, then if I go live another life, I'm not even looking over my shoulder because I, all in every minute of my life, I cut out the world. My life was about Christ for six months. I'm not talking about I did a U-verse scripture for six months. I know some of y'all... You're going to figure out a way to, to, you know, water it down a little bit. I'm talking about real, you know, all in with God. I'm showing up at service. See, this is the thing. I understand we, 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 we're live now. I, I get it. I get it. And I, know how, and I know we just came through a pandemic. People have been used to being at home. But think about this for a second. We just came through a pandemic. People are used to being at home. But are people going to eat? What are people going to eat in the pandemic? <laughs> he said going to get it <laughs> are people going to the grocery store yeah. Yeah. are they going to fellowships cookouts and things of that nature yeah. Yeah. what's wrong with this picture yeah. now I, I, okay see they, they, people take when I say stuff like that people kind of take that and twist it and say, oh is you trying to say this that and the other let it be customized for the individual what I'm really saying is let, could we try being all in, even in God's presence? Because if you're in a relationship, let's say you're dating somebody. You're only dating them. I'm talking about 
It's a serious relationship. I'm not talking about casual. Serious relationship, love each other, thinking about spending the rest of your life together. So it's just online, it's live. That's it. You'll never have to come see the person. I mean, you know, a person's in the military, stuff like that, different places. I ain't talking about that. Y'all know I wasn't talking about that. So stop trying to come up with stuff in your head to justify what I'm trying to say. Listen to me. I'm talking about you in a tight relationship in the same city, right? Right? And you don't have to see the person? All right, you guys engage. You guys engage. Why are y'all together? Why are y'all here together? Like, y'all didn't drive in the same car, did you? Are you serious? <laughs> y'all was in the same car together. I noticed we went out to eat the other day. Did y'all sit together? So y'all spend time together? Get out of here. Like, in person. Uh, why? Why y'all do that? Because what? Because y'all love each other. So we said we love God? But we don't want to spend time. That's what I'm saying. Try it. Just try it. Like, it became a default for us. And we had, we don't, like, like we're, we're really family oriented. So that's why we have guy talk that's um, online, girl talks online. That was intentional. Because we didn't want people to be at the, tr- at the building all the time because they have families. But it's almost like, what do you say, like, almost like people take it for granted. Like, we only, only had the building two times, Sunday and Wednesday. That's it. We, we had to be, uh, uh, well, it was three days but five services. We was at the service. But it wasn't like, man, we got to go to church. I, that's not what I was thinking. Once I realized what, what, how to really get fulfilled from this life, oh, no, I'm there. And, and it was a, see, once it was as a priority, then whatever else comes up, just like daycare, it's a priority, right? So you make your schedule around it. If you put your child in a sport, whoo, you put your child in a sport. Once the child is in a sport and you committed to it, you schedule everything, including church around it. Because what? It's your priority. So if God is the priority, do we schedule things around God in church? Do we go, oh, 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 I got to make sure I'm at the house. When something comes up, oh, I don't know how that's going to work because on Wednesdays I have to be at church. I got rehearsal on Friday. I have service on Sunday. So I don't know how this is going to work because... When I'm talking to guys all the time, I go, oh, I, I can't do that that day because I have church that day. I know I'm the pastor, but didn't I do that when I was in, in, in uh, Columbus? So, so what I'm saying, and, and that might come across like, here we go, so what you trying to say? No, what I'm trying to say is you're doing it already. It's just not with God. I'm not asking you to do, uh, they, they, y'all doing the Amazon thing. And when you do the announcement, you go, if you're already an Amazon shopper, right. you can actually what, uh, uh, go to Smile, Amazon Smile. Or I'm not trying to promote Amazon. That's not what I was trying to do. <laughs> do you understand I'm not trying to promote? Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, good. All right. So you say, if you're already not, 
hey, you should shop for, at Amazon so we can get. No, no, that's not the goal if you're already doing it. So guess what I just said? If you're already doing it, you're already setting things aside uh, for what's priority to you. All we're saying is, can God be that priority? Because you're already doing it. Do, do we got to have everybody c- come up and stand and, and give me their priorities list? We are, th- 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 uh, th- does that sound like I'm tripping or cold? We are already doing it. Okay, I- I'm going to hit you with this. I don't know how this start going this way, James. But, but, okay, so let's say reading the Word. So, you, you know, the Bible says meditate on the Word day and night, right? You know, the Bible says meditate on the word day and night, right? Okay, the Bible says in in Joshua chapter 1, meditate on the word day and night. Now that I told you, we all know the Bible says meditate on the word day and night, right? And if you don't take my word for it, you go read it yourself. All right, so, oh, matter of fact, it says uh, uh, give attendance to reading, right? So it talks about reading. Uh, This is our uh, uh, discipleship class that's about to come up. He talks about reading the Word, talks about meditating on the Word. Man should not live by what? Bread alone, but what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So is the Word a priority? Yes. And so the Word bringeth light, gives understanding to the simple. Right? Right? So the Word is deep, right? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Right? John 15, 7, right? So this word is like, whoa, this word is pretty serious. Mm-hmm. All right, so somebody says you need to be reading the word daily. Not just a scripture, but reading daily. What are some of the reasons why people don't read? I'll give you one. I don't have time. Anybody said that before? Everybody put their hands up because I know you done said it. So stop it now. Work with the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. But the interesting thing is, we have time. No, no, no. Listen. Stop. We have time. Let, do you realize at one time there was no Facebook? I know that's hard for y'all to believe, but <laughs> at one time in life, there was no Facebook. In my lifetime, there was no Facebook. Well, people was using MySpace or something. I wasn't using it, but I'm just saying. I wasn't even on Facebook when it came out. I, we got on Facebook when we started the church. So, so, so that means people existed, hey, hey, without Facebook. I'm not dogging Facebook. I'm just saying, do you realize people actually navigated through their life without Facebook? Did you know at one time you could not carry your phone when you went? You couldn't check messages. You had to wait till you got home. I'm t- listen, I'm, I was born before the pagers. So, so you didn't know you had a call. You couldn't, couldn't be worried about if you answered the call. You couldn't be concerned how they're going to take it because you didn't answer it right away. <laughs> so, so you could my bad. Personal foul. My bad, sweetie. Well, wait a minute. You do that, too. Right. Just, just eat the humility. I, I don't need no comebacks right now. I don't need no comebacks right now. 
She said, you do it too, which is true. I do it too. I, so, so, so. <laughs> Uncle. No, I'm just. Right, so, 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 so why do we need this stuff? Okay, so how many people, since they've been at the church, during fast week, shut out everything? Now, now, I say everything. That would be Facebook. That would be TV. That would, you know, disciplining your food. She said TikTok, Instagram. I don't be fooling with that anyway. We have social media to do that. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, so how many people do shut out everything? I mean, honestly, just put your hands up. I just want to see how many people. Put the, leave your hand up. Put the hands up. Leave Huh? No, have done it in a fast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> look, look, we got like stipulations. Uh, have, I, have we ever done it? Uh, have I done it one time? Have I done it for three days within the fast? All right, okay. All right. <laughs> he said the whole fast is just... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this is my family, boy. Hey, this y'all, y'all my family. I know somebody out there laughing, going, "Well, actually, they answered, asked all the questions y'all was thinking." All right, so uh, man, I don't know how to do this because y'all, y'all, y'all done created like seven categories in this one topic. I right, said, so "How many people the whole week shut out everything?" At, at, in one of the fastest that we've had, <laughs> Jesus Christ is Lord. All right. Look, you're really thinking through this, aren't you? <laughs> She's like, we had a lot of fasts. I, I don't need to think about all the fasts. I just need to think about the one that you shut everything out. <laughs> Tanya, I love you, but you just really messed that one up. So anyway, <laughs> so Tanya, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> She's like, I, I, so my point is, that means... You, that week, you didn't need none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that means it can be done. That's right. Why can't it be done beyond a week? Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm saying is like some of these things that we say we, we, we don't, because what happens when that week's over? You just start picking up stuff, right, that you actually fasted from, Right? When you pick up this stuff, so, so when that week's over, it's not like you have this all this time. No, you actually pick up stuff that takes the time, right? So, so now I'm going to tell you what you do. You shift your priorities. For that week, God was the priority. After that week, you go back to establishing other things as priorities, right? So, it's, so stop saying I don't read. I don't have time to read. You read all the time, especially those that are on Facebook all the time. You're reading. Okay, is that reading? It's just instead of having your face in a book, you're watching Facebook. You're watching it, whatever y'all do. You're reading it, whatever. You said watch book. You understand what I'm saying? So what I'm, again, once again, I'm not dogging Facebook or nothing. I'm saying... 
Reallocate your time. That's what I'm saying. Reallocate your time because you have it. Listen, some of us spend half hour, 45 minutes, sometimes even longer, just sitting there. She said, thinking I was about to use that, I was going to be nice, but since you brought it up, got a thousand thoughts going to your mind, but doing nothing. So, so your mind is being used, is being occupied. It has plenty of thoughts going through it. Why not reallocate those thoughts to God? The scripture says, think on these things. God already knew we would be thinking. He's saying, shift the thinking to thinking on these things, things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that are just. He says, hey, I'll keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whose mind is stayed on me. Flip it. If, my, if the mind is not stayed on me, there's, there's a strong possibility for chaos. Amen. You see, so we're neglecting some wonderful things that can assist us in the, the life we have. So that's why we have these fast weeks. That's why fast week is coming up now. Right? Um, just so we, we recalibrate, like one, we, we're only going but so far. Some of us are going to go farther because fast week come up and we don't adjust ourselves for fast week. We still try to do fast week at our convenience. That's not a fast. You know what? I have chocolate on Thursday. All right, I'm going to give you props because maybe you had a chocolate problem, okay? But do you really... Are you telling God that's a fast? Okay, look, so I'm, I'm going to tell you why you are you, 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 uh, playing God. So let's say living unrighteous is fasting from God, okay? Can you, can you see that so far? So if I live unrighteous, for the, so, so let's say uh, the devil got his demons and his boys and all the people that they've possessed, and they're in the meeting, Right? And, and they meet each week, and he teaches them how to live unrighteously. You might think that's far-fetched, but the scripture says, uh, don't stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat, seat of scornful, but your light should be in the law of the Lord. But it, but it talks about ungodly counsel in Psalm, Psalm 1, right? So he's counseling them, giving them wisdom to do ungodly things on a consistent basis. Then he has followers and he's trying to influence them to do more ungodly. And he's giving them reasons why it's okay. Okay? But some of those people are tempted to live right. Right? They're tempted to live right. And so they, 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 they peek at uh, a broadcast today. Like when you peeked in today. And they, you know, because they, they just can't... Uh, I just think I need something holy or righteous. Like I used to listen to Fred Price when I was in the hood, even though I wasn't living right. All right, so, so they peek into, they may go to church that week. Or they may hear, watch a movie that's they thought was going to be one way, but it had a, a faithful meaning or a spiritual meaning. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so it makes them start thinking about their life. All right, so... For, for up, at that particular point, they're living, they may think righteously. But for most of their life, they're fasting from righteousness 
when they're living unrighteous. But how come that fast is almost like 24 hours, seven days a week? How come that doesn't just last a week or a day or for a couple of hours? So the interesting thing is when we decide to do God's stuff, we put a limit on it. But when we're doing ungodly stuff, how come we don't put a limit on it? And all these things is for us to start to really think how we process through things when we get mad at God and say, how come he's not fulfilling me? How come he didn't come through? I can just see God going like, are you on the team? Like, are you on? <laughs> Let me see here. <laughs> like, do, do I know you? Remember in the last days, he's going to depart from me, you work of inequity. I do not know you. I don't recall spending any time with you. Like, dude, think about it. When you spend a lot of time, if you call somebody once a year, they may, may, they may or may not recognize your voice. Like, who is this? If you talk to them every day, you don't even have to announce yourself. God wants that everyday connection. Right? That's all. Like, and again, today or every day is just to make us think. You see, you don't have to fight for choice. You already have it. Like nobody, you don't have to stick your chest up, man, trying to tell. No, no one's telling you what to do. We're telling you what's best. You still have the choice. You can determine, now. Nah, I want to smoke, get smoked out for the rest of this week. Just like when fast week comes up, you'll just say, ah, uh, nah, 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 I ain't doing that. You don't even really have a reason why. It's just, I want to do what I'm used to doing. But I want the impact of what a fast week could give me. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of, what are we doing? Like, what you invest is what you receive. God's not mocked whatsoever man saw that he will reap. So think through this as we're going into fast week and, and fast being able to, in the second half of this year, um, really in God, because we're making choices and decisions that, that, that may have a, I'm, I'm saying this respectful, a religious front to them, or they may, like you got scriptures, uh, you got uh, devotionals, and God said, you can just devote your time with me. Still do the devotional, make that a layer. Still do the scriptures, make that a layer. Still do the... Uh, uh, the prayer, make that a layer. But, but can God get like what the world gets? The world don't get just a, like a word. Like you don't turn on the TV. As soon as they say a word, you turn it off and don't watch the rest of the movie. Do we? So what I'm saying is can God, can God, can God get you, all of you, Let's see what happens, right? Yes. But just, let's, let's just start with fast week. Really fast. Punk your flesh for real. But you can't be feeding your flesh thinking and then 
almost in your mind justify that you've punked it. It's a, it's a fast. The flesh got to die during the flash so you get, during, during a fast so you can hear from the Spirit. You can't be feeding the flesh and thinking you're hearing clearly. I'm not saying you're hearing nothing. But is that all you want? 